Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. and Alternative Parties Books Publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Today we have another exciting guest like we always do on this podcast. His name is Noresh and he's running for office and he's going to tell us more about that. So kindly, welcome to the podcast, Noresh. Hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on the show. We're glad to have you. Let's get started by you kindly giving us an introduction to yourself, a brief biographical sketch. Yeah, my name is Naresh. I'm a business person. I've been running a digital marketing agency for uh, nine years now, and um, it, we focus on online and digital marketing, e-commerce, with a focus on real estate investing. Interesting. So how did that inform your politics, or how has that informed your politics? Well, um, I actually, um, it, it, it really shaped my politics a lot, because when you're a business owner, you, you're basically creating your own, you're creating value, you're creating your own wealth. And so yeah. you're not dependent on an employer or somebody else paying you every two weeks. And you certainly aren't dependent on the government. Uh, in fact, the government is somewhat of your enemy because all the government really wants to do is take from you. They want to tax you. They want to implement rules and regulations. I will say that during the pandemic, the government was helpful towards businesses with a few programs like the PPP, uh, the payroll protection program, the EIDL program. Um, so the government can be there for businesses from time to time, but overall, um, when you're your own businessman philosophically, you're pretty much on your own. And so how does that shape politics? It absolutely shapes politics when it comes to the idea of the nanny state, the cradle to grave mentality of people taking responsibility for themselves and for their own situations and not being dependent on, let's say, the, the government, for example. So uh, my philosophies, my political philosophies heavily rely around these ideas of, of freedom and self-reliance. Sounds good. So if our audience hasn't guessed it already, kindly tell us which party you represent. I'm I'm actually uh an, an independent. I'm a I'm not really associated with with any party. You're not. And I'm, okay. Yeah. No, Your ideas yeah. sound very libertarian. Yes. Yes. I I am I have a lot of libertarian ideals and philosophies, but uh with that being said, I I have some left uh left idea ideas from the left and a lot of ideas from the right right. Based on everything that I told you, it sounds libertarian for sure. And I most closely align with the Libertarian Party. The only area that I disagree with libertarians is uh has to do with fiscal policy and monetary policy. I think the okay. libertarians um, have it wrong from an economic perspective. Uh, philosophically, I completely get it, completely understand, like I mentioned. 
but um, I think libertarians are too hung up on the gold standard, and they don't really understand that we're not on a gold standard anymore, which means that uh, the government does have more capabilities with what they can do with interest rates, with money. Sure. So kindly tell our audience which office you're running for. Uh, I'm actually running for president of the United States. Say that again. Um, I'm running for for president of the United States. President of the United States. All right. So when I searched for you, I I searched for I believe you were listed under the Libertarian Party, but you say you're independent. How does that work? I don't think I'm listed under. I mean, how did you find me? I'm curious to know. Um, I don't. I've I, never been an official libertarian, but yeah, I'll let you finish. Okay, I believe. Okay, I searched for. I think I believe what I found for you was I searched through the people who are running who are listed under. It was under the site. I believe it was either Ballotpedia or it was one of those sites that lists the people running for office, and I believe they had you under the Libertarian Party. Yeah, they probably had me under the Freedom Party. Freedom Party, okay. Uh, yeah, there's a party called the Freedom Party, and so they probably had me under there, but I was I, I don't believe I was ever registered or anything like that with the Libertarian Party. Okay, fair enough. So what's the Freedom Party? The Freedom Party is... Uh, it, it's it's a political party that that really spreads freedom that espouses just freedom in general. It's it's that simple. Now I'm I'm running on an even more independent third party than the Freedom Party. Uh, I'm just I'm not affiliated with any established party. The Freedom Party is a, a, an actual established third party. Okay. I'm not running uh, under the Freedom Party. Okay. So you participated with the Freedom Party, but in this particular election, you're not running as a Freedom Party candidate. Yes, that's correct. So you okay. probably, it, it probably just wasn't, the records probably weren't updated. Okay, fair enough. So what made you choose to run as independent rather than associate with one of the parties? Uh, number one is philosophically, I, I would never get a nomination under one of the parties because like I said, I've got a lot of ideas from the left I've got a lot of ideas from the right, um, and so neither party would, would accept me. For example, um, I identify as more on the right. Uh, if I were to pick one of the two parties, uh, I would pick Republican. However, okay. there are some philosophies, uh, for example, government spending, monetary policy, where I don't align with conservatives. Uh, the The issue of abortion, I certainly believe in states' rights, but... Uh, I'm pro-choice, which does not align with the conservative party by any means. And so there are certain fundamental issues where if you don't agree with, with your party, you're just not accepted by them. Sure. So what is on your platform for president? What do you want to do in this race? Well, there, there are five key areas that are, are important to me. I spoke about one of them, which is, which is self, or two of them. One, number one is, uh, the, the nanny state, which, with, which is the government taking care of people cradle, cradle to grave. 
Um, that's something that needs to be cut back on. It leads to item number two, which is self-reliance and taking ownership and responsibility, which I touched on. Uh, if you can get government out of your life and people taking more control over their lives, and that, that will just improve society tremendously. And this goes back to the concepts and ideas of individualism, of Randian philosophy, Ayn Rand, who, uh, was one of the key stalwarts of libertarianism talked about uh, self-reliance. The next thing is is wokeism and dealing with with wokeism. It's really implementing a culture of anti-wokeism. Wokeism is dividing the country. It's, it's hurting individuals by becoming more reliant on, let's say, the government because uh, when when you go woke, you can blame everything else for your problems. Uh, problems as simple as raising your children, problems as simple as holding a job. Uh, wokeism has been really terrible for society. Uh, then the, the, the next, the next idea or the next issue that, uh, I'd be looking to tackle is, uh, taking the Constitution more seriously. I think most people here in the United States, uh, especially immigrants, um, or I shouldn't say especially immigrants, I should just say most people. I mean, immigrants probably know more than people even born and raised here in the United States. But they, they don't have a concept of the U.S. Constitution and the, the rules and the laws, the supreme rules and laws of the land. And so I think it's important that we implement U.S. Constitution education in our schools at an extremely young age. Uh, not necessarily to brainwash because knowing the U.S. Constitution is not brainwashing by any means. It's so that people understand what the rule of law is, what the law of the land is, and where these rules came from, what they actually mean. Because if you look at wokeism, for example, a lot of wokeism, these wokeists don't know the U.S. Constitution at all. It's like they've never even read the First Amendment, for example, it's the first thing you see in the U.S. Constitution. The Constitution is a big document. And so following the U.S. Constitution, understanding it, uh, will go a long way in just a lot of nonsense that's happening in our country today politically. And then finally, uh, the my, my final uh, push would be for states' rights. So it's less federal government. Um, and I don't want to say more state government, but just the idea of less federal government, a decentralized government that goes more towards your state so that your state is the one making important decisions uh, in case a regular person can't make it for themselves. I mean, really, we have the freedom to, to do a lot in this country. We want as little, I want as little government in people's lives, but sometimes you do need the government. That's where I think the state and not the federal government should be coming in. So that's that's essentially my platform. Uh, it does sound very anti-left because that's what it is. It is extremely anti-left. Uh, the only maybe leftist idea that I have is, uh, you know, it, it, or is a, a universal basic income uh, of similar to what Andrew Yang propose some kind of a freedom dividend where people are given a dividend uh, almost like getting a dividend in stock. If stock does well, then you're paid a dividend. And if it keeps doing well, then the dividend goes up. So some kind of metric where we can measure, we can hold everyone accountable and say, hey, you know, 
things are going well in X, Y, Z, and therefore uh, everyone's going to get some kind of monthly dividend. Uh, I think the freedom dividend, as Andrew Yang called it, was a great idea, and I think it, it's an idea that's going to be pursued not just by the left, but it's actually a libertarian idea, uh, hmm. this idea of a, of a freedom dividend that everyone gets, and it's paid for through a VAT, not through income tax, not through uh, income redistribution, but through a VAT where you're taxing companies like Amazon, like these, these large corporations that are getting away with, with paying nothing, which is good for them. I mean, they're legally doing that, um, but they're but they would be taxed to stat and not a ton, not a lot. We're not talking a crazy amount of money, but they're they're gonna pay pay their, their fair share to to fund this um this freedom dividend. And so when it comes to fiscal policy, monetary policy, like I said, uh my ideas are mostly on the left there, as long as uh you're not wasting money and as long as the other items that I mentioned on the platform are are satisfied. Sure. So what is your campaign strategy? How do you plan to reach the voters of the United States? I'm just doing interviews like this, you know, just doing interviews like this, uh, doing podcasts, media, all, all that good stuff. The important thing is not necessarily – look, let's be honest. Like, I, no third party is going to win the election in 2024. In fact, I'll I'll make a, a bold prediction and say no third party is ever going to become president of the United States during my lifetime or your lifetime. So the idea is to to really create a platform to share ideas. That that's really the goal with most third party candidates. Um, I mean, Libertarian Party, you're now mainstream, right? Green Party, Libertarian, but but if you're not uh, in a one of the top three mainstream third parties. Uh, really the idea after that is to share ideas to, because most people just don't even know a lot of these ideas. They have no clue about it. All they know is our Democrat ideas and Republican ideas. They don't know all these other issues and ideas that are in between. All right. So how about ballot access? What, how many signatures do you have to get to get on the ballot? How many signatures do you have to get? Yes. Uh, I'm actually, I'm not even sure what that number is for 2024. It, it changes from time to time, but, um, but I'm not even looking to get on the ballot. I, I probably am not even going to be able to get on the ballot, but you don't need very many to get on the ballot. I know that, uh, I know the Socialist Party of America, for example, they had a candidate or a, a duo get on the ballot in 2020 and, uh, you just, you just don't even need to get that many signatures. If you, if you raise a, a certain threshold of funding and, and get a certain number of signatures, you automatically get all that. I don't know what all the rules are right now, though. I'm, I'm not okay. really impressed on that. Yeah. Okay. So are you doing this campaign by yourself, or do you have a team behind you? Nope, just doing it by myself. It's just me. So are you... Still working full time at your job while doing this, or are you taking some leave? Nope, I work full time at my job. Like I said, I just want to spread ideas. That's my goal. I'm looking to uh, promote my ideas, promote myself, 
Um, that's what I'm looking to do. Uh, um, the goal here is not to win the presidency because realistically, if I'm going up against a guy like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or even Joe Biden, I mean, I'm a little, tiny little baby ants compared to these guys. Sure. That's good that you have a realistic perspective of it. So who are you trying to reach? Are you trying to reach... Are you trying to reach people who are leftists and you want to change them, or do you want to reach other people who are not leftists? Um, I'm just trying to reach people who are listening to your, you know, people interested in politics, people interested in ideas, and have conversations. That's the important thing. And even more important, look, my goal, my goal, the reason why I'm doing this, why I do interviews like this, why I share ideas, is because... The left has taken a hard, hard left turn. And the left is not just looking or without even knowing it, not only are they destroying the fabric of society, but they are the, – the future of of this nation is looking very grim as long as the left continues with, with their ideas. Fortunately, in 2020, they split the, the Senate. And they weren't able to get on the same page, and they weren't able to pass mass legislation, which is great news. And then, of course, in 2022, just last week, we learned that the the Republicans took the House. So even though that wasn't the result that Republicans were looking for, they thought it would be a bigger wave, the fact that the House is at least uh, Republican and that legislation won't be won't be passed, that's that's great news because the worst the worst thing that can happen to this country is a full leftist takeover of Congress of the presidency, and so um, really the the genesis of all this is going up against the radical left, going up against the left, because what they're trying to do is silence the nation. They're trying to shame half the nation <clears throat> into thinking a certain way. They want a uniform society, almost uh, almost to the point of socialism or communism. They want everyone to think the same. They want people to stay silent. They want people to be quiet. They will. They're colluding with big tech to censor people who uh, are almost like a thought police. They're 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 censoring people because. People like me commit thought crimes. You know, you're not even allowed to think this. It, it's not even a hey, this is this is wrong. It's hey, you're just not even allowed to think of this topic. You're not allowed to think like this. You're not allowed to say this. And that's not how a free society works. In a free society, people should be able to say what they like. Yes, even if let's say let's say somebody is wildly racist. Someone is allowed to say racist things because in a free society, what happens is society then goes after that person. Society will fire that person. Society will, uh, you know, if you're a business establishment, for example, and you're, you're racist, I mean, society will take care of you. So that's the way a free market works. I don't agree. I don't condone racism by any means. But I'm just giving an example where now we don't even know what racism means. Now, uh racism can mean something as sim- some something as simple like in in Oregon and in some places of California 
of being good at math. Apparently, math is a white supremacist concept and idea and subject. And number one, that's wrong because uh, Asians are the best at math. The SAT scores prove it, so there is no white supremacy uh, when it comes to being good at math. And secondly, um, and, and the, the, the second part of this is that uh, math is a subject, you know. Just because you're not good at math doesn't mean you just blame it on racism or you blame it on white supremacy. So, so that's what racism, the term racism when I was growing up, it's, it's, it's like we're going backward as a country because the left is taking us backwards. They're beating the heck out of wokeism, out of race, and I'm, I'm coming as a person of color. I'm not even a white person. I'm a person of color, and I'm sick. I'm sick of the political correctness. I'm sick of the race baiting, of the victimhood, the victim mentality. This is why this is why I'm coming on shows like yours. This is why I'm sharing ideas. This is why I'm running. Because the left has just fallen completely off the rails. This is a complete denouncement of of today's radical left. That's what it is. <coughs> sure. So kindly tell our audience how they can support you and your campaign. Well, the best way to support me is is uh, not necessarily through the campaign, but by listening to this interview, by having dialogue with me, by um, visiting my website, NareshVissa.com, N-A-R-E-S-H, NareshVissa.com. You can get on my mailing list there. I send out political commentary from time to time. Um, I, if you're interested in business, I send out a lot of business tidbits, uh, helping business people, um, all of our services at my company, Krish Media and Marketing. That's the best way to get in touch with me, narekshvitsa.com. Okay. Sounds great. So we wish you all the best in your campaign, in your business, and everything else you do. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, all the best and take care. All right, all the best. Bye. Bye now.